0: Welcome to We Live Here, stories of Humboldt families coping with COVID. What you are about to hear are lived experiences of struggle, of hope, of suffering, and of resilience as people give birth and care for young children during extremely difficult times. I'm Ronnie Swartz the director of the Altruistic Behaviour Institute at Humboldt State University. This episode is called Any Amount of Blessing is a Blessing. Mai cared for four children during COVID, including one infant, bordering on a toddler.
1: The Hmong New Year, it changed a lot. We usually get family pictures in our traditional Hmong clothing. Um, But because of 2020, we didn't get it 2020. And then last weekend, we just got a, a local photographer take our picture of us in our costume. So we used to go to yearly. We would go to Sacramento at Kill Expo and they have the major one there and a huge one there. And then during Christmas, there's another one that it's more it's really, really big. And it's in Fresno Fairground. And both of those were canceled um, in 2020. And my kids are actually right at that age where they're really interested in the new year. And um, before they just think it's like, oh, it's just walking all, you know, that, that this is a lot of walking. But right now they're just at that age where they, they're interested in the culture wise and dressing up. They were just getting to that level and then COVID hit. So then we had to explain to them that this you know this is not going to happen Because they're home, actually, it's been fun because they've been learning certain things in Hmong or like I'll be talking to them in Hmong. And and I told them to say, oh, this is the perfect time for you guys to learn Hmong because Hmong is not their first language. And I think being home, they understand more now. Most of the time before, um, let's just say like from they start preschool from, you know, three years old all the way until like my son's 16 and they go to school you're you're talking probably 40 hours a week that they're in school and they speak English only so if you think about it like only a little bit is at home and if they're home in the past even if we speak Hmong to them they would just look and they were actually whispered to each other like what did mommy just say like they would try to to help out from all three of their knowledge of Hmong trying to combine to say what I just said to them, um, but now I don't see, I don't hear that anymore. Like I'll speak Hmong to them, and they'll actually know what I'm saying, and they'll go get it or go do what I say to them um, to do, like even wash the dishes or set the tables. It's time to eat dinner. I'll speak Hmong to them, and and for this whole year we spoke more Hmong to each other and they understand Hmong more. It was kinda hard because you know how they they were saying um like, oh you know COVID is um it's from China. Um and so for a while there it was hard like um at the end of March, my husband and I both went grocery shopping and I have a mask and everything and I'm keeping six feet away, but there was comments um, and they were pretty rude. And I would tell my husband, I said, a lot of people are receiving this because one, because we're Asian Two, because they think it's, it's, it's from, it started in China. So they call it the China disease. And even though we're not Chinese, we are Asian. And, and that's why this is happening. And so we, we stayed pretty far away from um, everything because of that. We didn't go out. We were and in, in kind of feared um, at the beginning. We didn't want to walk around. We um, we kind of hide for three months. But after three months, I realized, you know, this is not going away and, and we're not we're not hiding. We need to um, get out there more and, and we can't be like this. You know, we talked about that. That's that's that's. We share a lot of things with our kids. Like it's at dinner conversation, um, and yeah, they're just they they know. Um, but they do have friends that are not Asian, and and they'd be like, hey, you know this this is you know what happened to my mom today at at Costco, and and their friends are like, really, you know that you know that's bad. Sorry that happened. And so they know, and I said, there's a lot of bad, but there's also a lot of good. My kids are pretty open, just just like how we're pretty open because we kind of raise them that way to, to not hide anything, to not be secretive because, you know, hiding stuff. We've told them that if you hide stuff from us, it actually hurt us more than you speak the truth to us and tell us. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything from the dining room. You know, like if I'm doing work from home, um, it's in the dining table. Um, when the kids are doing before we had them all in the dining room for school work, but that wasn't working for them because it was too distracted. So we were just trying to juggle everything and try to make it work, but it did not work. So we moved them to different rooms. Um, Like my daughter is in his room, in her room. And now will be my son, both of my boys, they share a room. But during school time, that didn't work because they're both distracting each other. So they have to be separate. So one of my son had to go into our master bedroom and then one stay in his room. And we we have to have three rooms for, for all three. I even had headphones for them. But just seeing them there, like they get distracted from each other. Um, even like the older brother, he would be throwing stuff to the younger brother and that was just, it wasn't working. So I just had to separate them. Once that happened, I, you know, they're in their own room. Um, it was better for everybody. I don't even know how other parents do it, honestly, cause you have to continuously check on them. And, and then like, even his little brother wasn't complaining anymore. Like, you know, um, he was distracting me, or I couldn't do this, I can't hear. Because when they do work and I question them, well, I couldn't, I couldn't hear. You know, Aiden was bothering me, mom. And it's like, you know, Aiden, why were you bothering him? I don't know. It's it's more like that. And then so once you have them in their own room, they don't one, they don't have an excuse that somebody else was bothering them, they pay more attention, and then they have their own risk, like once you're not listening to the teacher or you're not paying attention, and I'm asking you these questions they don't have the person to blame, no finger pointing, it's them. So the responsibility, it goes to them. You know, like I could be the the school lunch lady, the teacher, the monitor and everything. And my, my, my daughter, she's was struggling um, because she needed the extra help. She needs to be there at school to, to learn. And if she, is like me who, like for me, when I'm at my office at work, my brain works so much better if I I just sit in my office chair versus working from home. And so I think when she's at school, her brain works so much better. It made them grow you know as a human and and that's good but in short term only in a long long term it start getting lonely um you become like what's what's that movie where the <laughs> where he's he stuck on the island cast away so it's kind of started being like that you know like everything in your in the room it start becoming your classmate and then you start getting distracted and and and, and also being at home too they I find that they're always hungry. They always have to go to the bathroom and they're always thirsty. We went to the beach. We um, went to the lake. um, And I think this year, right, was only one time where the the park to open up where they could go and and be at the park. And we went one time, <laughs> we went one time and she met, you know, my daughter met her friends, but that was it only one time. When it was really smoky, we, we didn't go out at all. We just stayed inside. I think there was one time where we did go out and we have masks. Um, and it was just a really quick. And we just explained how icky it was outside. And then we just came back in my My son, who's you know, he's he's a baby. He needs to to get some fresh air. He wasn't napping. He he didn't go to sleep that good and stuff. And then so we figure out, okay, we have to go on our day, you know, like a daily walk, uh, get out for thirty to forty five minutes. And we started doing that probably like four to five months in, and and he started, and we noticed that he'd start sleeping better. He um he will actually a happier person or happier little kid versus being all angry and just needing our attention clingy yeah we have to adjust to doing that too um sometimes we even go out in the rain it's okay (laughs) we go out we go out we play in the rain and and he enjoyed that the rain didn't stop us we go out soaky wet come back in But then we grow our own food, vegetables and stuff in the back. So during um, COVID and everything, the kids helped with the garden and everything too. They uh, had their own vegetables. They kept their eye out on which one it that's theirs, and they're responsible to water and take care of. And then yeah, and, and cooking and uh, using the stove, and they grill their own steak and how to make you know breakfast and all that so yeah we we've learned a lot like hands-on stuff they could facetime their friends they talk to their friends all the time they play games with their friends on the playstation and they they do all that we don't we don't limit them. There's certain things that we do need to, to stop and limit them as in like going out and all that. But then we, my husband and I also talk about how not being so restricted on their phone time and their, you know, FaceTime or their game time. Like, before, before COVID, we would have screen time stop at certain time. But since COVID, we don't because that's the only way they communicate with their friends. And the only thing that they could actually do with their friends that they have as an action or, or daily something to look forward to is, is playing game or a phone call or FaceTime. That's really all they have. it was really hard. They're, they're old enough to know about germs and what's new, you know, I mean, wash your hand before you eat, don't touch your face, don't touch your eyes, you know, so to tell them you can't go to school and, and now you have to be careful and wash your hand. Well, what's new? Like we always done that. So, and you, you know, like if you're sick, you stay home, you have a temperature, you stay home. But, for for them they know and with my kids we talk to them and like it's a natural conversation we don't wait and, and and we don't scare them you know it's it's something that's not um it's not where like oh no it's 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 covid it's it's a disease or it's not like we just kind of it's just goes into our dinner conversation And when it was like getting three months, okay, this is not something that's going to go away. Three months all being together, and you could still kind of tell too when they're starting to get angry um, or quiet. They get really quiet with me. It's when I was, I'd be like, okay, they need outside friends. Uh, sometimes I would have to be mommy like and say, hey, you know, um, I understand, you know, you're a kid and, and this you like to have fun and this could go on. Like even when we go, okay, this is three months lockdown. Now it's six months lockdown. COVID was no longer my fear. Suicidal was my fear. So I talked to them and I told them, you know, um, if if you felt like you need to talk to someone, not, not me or not your dad, you know, because we've been around, we've been stuck in this house for a year together please let us know like we could find professional help for you we could could find anybody just just say something but one of them contacted all the moms and said hey i have girls who wants to do pen pal And pen pal was my, you know, like my generation, my age, pen pal, snail mills and stuff. And so, and I told my daughter, I said, Hey, is that something you're interested in? Because you could write, I would get you the supplies. You could write letters, you could do stickers, you could make your envelopes all good and stamps and everything and, and do pen pal. And she, she did that. And so she got a new friend and, um, Way across the the state. And so she did pen pound. She really, really liked writing her thoughts down and then sending it off um, versus someone who could be her friend that's at school that already knew a lot about her, that know what Humboldt County is like already. But no, with this friend, she gets to explain the beauty of Humboldt County, um, places she visits, like, you know, just the ocean, how, oh, today's sunny and we went to the ocean and then. Oh wait, but then tomorrow we're going up to the snow. <laughs> you don't, you don't really get that in, 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 in a certain state, you know. My mom. She's really, um, connected to them. Um, she's, she's actually the older generation. She's really old fashioned. <laughs> she like more like a culture thing, like a blessing. I think she blessed, I think she blessed everybody, like my, my family to my sisters and them. And she, she you know, like she asked the spiritual gods to, to protect the family from COVID, um, um, And so I think she was just telling me that, that she's like, oh, you should be safe because I, I, you know, I already did this. And I said, oh, okay, thank you, mom. You know, I don't think she's as fearful because she doesn't know the science, you know, behind it. We always say any amount of blessing is a blessing.
0: This episode of We Live Here was produced by Ronnie Swartz. Support for this project was provided by an Adverse Childhood Experiences collaborative partnership with First 5 Humboldt and the Humboldt County Department of Health and Human Services. Sharon Swartz served as the Early Childhood Education and Development Consultant. Francois Kay prepared the Spanish language track. We Live Here took inspiration from We Are Your Community, Aaron Youngblood-Smith and Amy Matheson's effort increase visibility of African-American HSU students. Sydney Wilson and Jessica Gali helped with a previous attempt to circulate We Live Here stories from the Humboldt Bay community that was brought to a halt due to public health restrictions. Humboldt State University is located on unceded ancestral Wiat land. To learn more, visit the websites of the Wiat tribe, Blue Lake Rancheria, and the Bear River Band of Ronerville Rancheria. Sincere thanks to my for sharing her stories of caring for family during COVID with me and with us, because we live here.